gorgeous. I hope you're having a wonderful morning so far. Welcome to the Dr. Daff Show. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Daff. This is part two of how to handle conflicts as a feminine woman. I hope that the first part was helpful to you in just learning how to get yourself out of those frustrating moments, how to speak to your spouse or your boyfriend when you're having a disagreement, how to handle those really challenging, charged moments. And in this part, we're going to talk a little bit about handling conflicts at work, which is very difficult, and also handling conflicts with customer service and, you know, just helping you to understand how to behave in a way that is graceful, that brings glory and honor to God, and that helps you to be the beautiful woman that God created you to be, even when it's really hard. So go ahead and sit back and relax get something warm and cozy or refreshing to drink and let's talk about this the next issue i'll talk about is the workplace and being feminine in the workplace this is interesting because the workplace is a place where you are not really supposed to be in full feminine mode because you are working. So there is a level of assertiveness that's needed. There's goals and things that need to be done in a timely manner. And because it's work and because usually work can be fast paced or frustrating or just the mere fact that money is involved and people's livelihoods are at stake, it can be stressful. And at work, people will do things that will rock you out of your natural nature, but you still want to present in a feminine way because that's who you are. You're a feminine woman. So when you're met with conflict at work, what do you do? This can be challenging, but the first thing that's important for you to think about is what is right and wrong in the situation? Is it the way they're saying it to you? Are they asking you to do something that's not really part of your job? And if so, then look into it. Make sure you know that indeed it is not part of your job because sometimes it is part of your job and you didn't know. People at work sometimes can sort of look at you like a family member because you spend so much time there then it kind of starts to feel like your second family. And sometimes people can say things to you thinking that you'll take it in a certain way and you don't take it the way they thought or they're too intrusive. And now we have a problem. How do you deal with that conflict? Well, it's important that you approach it with grace and you're gentle. If you approach the person, you let them know exactly what you have an issue with in the same sort of way in terms of sandwiching. You're also going to be open with your body language. You're not going to come at them ready to fight them. You're not going to insult them. You're going to come to them with a hope of understanding and resolution. If you have a conflict at work where you believe that the person is just too unreasonable to listen to you, maybe you've tried and it didn't work out, then that's when you go to the next level, your boss or their boss. But usually they're going to ask you if you've talked to the person first. They're going to always want you to have done something before they intervene. And that's because they want the relational piece to always be intact in the workplace. They're always going to say, well, have you talked to them first? And if you say no, that's what they're going to recommend that you do. If the person is just completely outrageous and has a very bad reputation for being that way, then you may have some mediation where someone can sit down with the two of you 
And in those situations, that is when it is so important for you to remain in your feminine, calm, relaxed, unbothered, unmoved, and straight to the point. Because when you act out, you become the problem. Even if the other person is wrong, because of how you're acting, you're seen as a one with the problem. You're not taking this seriously. They don't do as much to give you what you deserve. So you want to make sure that they don't have anything to say about you. Nothing. When you're in conversations and you are interrupting people, it is so frustrating and it can cause the conversation to completely turn. So watching it, whether it's with your partner or with a work um, environment situation, try to let the person finish. Actually listen and be open to hearing what they have to say. In terms of body language in the workplace, it's also important that you learn how to manage the way that you are acting. Again, you're not rolling your eyes. You're not like, of course, you're not like, you know, tapping out of the conversation, acting like you're not listening, looking the other direction. You know, the things that we do to be disrespectful because we don't like what the person's saying. It's very childish and childlike behavior and it's not something that you want to do in the workplace in a place where you want people to respect you to honor how you feel to stand up for you you want to behave in an appropriate manner and i would recommend leaning back versus leaning forward if you're saying something in the workplace It can sound very aggressive if you're leaning into the person or if you're getting closer to them. It's actually more beneficial and more feminine to lean back. Instead of saying, I'm not doing that, you can say, I'm not doing that. You know, so just that lean back is a feminine behavior. Yes, it's a behavior that shows that, you know, you're not being aggressive, but it's also showing that you're confident and you are secure within yourself. Okay, so it's like, I'm not doing that versus I'm not doing that. One of them is I'm ready to fight and the other one is this is beneath me, right? So the workplace is really interesting for that. I had a conflict in the workplace. I remember, I mean, I've had had a few, but one in particular was really intense and I really had to take all of my energy and focus on being feminine, but also adding a little bit of some, you know, assertiveness because it's work. You do have to be a little assertive, which is not feminine, but it's necessary in the workplace. And um, (laughs) this is a woman who is very aggressive and she is powerful in the place that I worked. She's someone who everyone was afraid of. And it's because of the fact that she was so blunt. She was mean. She was rude. She had no social skills. And I think part of it was really because of the fact that I do think she has a personality disorder. I do think there's something cognitively going on in her mind that makes it difficult for her to communicate appropriately. And because of whatever issues she has, I do think that she struggles reading social cues or even just understanding, like being empathetic. There is something off with her in general. But she has a very high position because she is really good at her job and not in the relational piece, which she really does need for her position, but with the um, the work piece, like the paperwork and the things that other people don't like to do. So if someone does it really well, they overlook 
the social problems, right? So this woman who was a very high rank was on an equal rank with me. So with other people, she could bully them. She was, I mean, she made grown men shake in their boots. Okay, this is the kind of personality she had. So she had an issue with something I did. I did something that stepped on her toes on purpose because she was in the wrong. So I sent a message uh, telling her that what she did was, was wrong. So she comes into my office. Okay, so she's coming into my territory and she starts going off on me, yelling at me, screaming, and I'm sitting down. So she has this authoritative stance. She's she's up, I'm down, right? So she's yelling at me. She's pointing her finger. She's saying some disrespectful things. And I'm sitting there and looking at her like, I know this woman is not in my office talking to me crazy. I am not one of your little minions and I am not afraid of you. So I let her finish and I said, okay, this is why I did this. This is how I feel about this. And this is unacceptable. I use a calm tone, which made her even more upset. So she sits down. She's sitting down now. We're both sitting down. And she is livid because no one has ever challenged her. Because she is so aggressive, people fall back. And I wasn't going to do that. So she was in shock. And she's yelling at me, but she's sitting down and I'm on my computer. I have a computer. So there is something in between she and I. And I said, you know what? This conversation is over. I don't appreciate your tone of voice and I do not appreciate you yelling. This conversation is over. And I turn to the computer and I start typing and she goes, what? you know, like she could not believe I was going to dismiss her and stop the conversation, but that's exactly what I did. And she shut down. Eventually she said, you know what, I'm sorry. And she walked away. But I chose not to meet her at her level. I chose not to allow her to disrespect me. I chose to deal with the conflict in a very civil manner. And once it got out of hand, once it got inappropriate, I dismissed myself. I I wasn't going to leave my office. I could have, but I wasn't going to do that. I just removed myself from the conversation by turning and typing (laughs) and ignoring her presence. So there are different ways to do things in a feminine and calm way. And I remain that way because if she was going to go and tell so-and-so and so-and-so what I did, there's not much she could really say. And then I sent an email and I went over what happened in my office because it was inappropriate and I sent it to the higher ups. And that's what you can do when you are in a conflict. If you remain civil and feminine and appropriate, then when the other person is being inappropriate, you then have a leg to stand on to report that. And that's how you really get things done. Not by telling everyone, not by calling the person out, not by embarrassing them, not by yelling at them too not by pulling rank, but by being calm and feminine and then taking your issue up with the people who can do something about it. And when you have an issue in the workplace and you want to do something like send an email, I would recommend that you wait. You think about, okay, is this something that really needs to be resolved in an email? Of course, in my situation, it did. But 
It doesn't always have to be. You can approach the person, but if you do send an email, I would recommend having someone look over the email and figure out whether or not what you're saying is rude, is insulting, is appropriate, is correct. And I would recommend that this person not be someone who works with you because, I mean, if you have someone you really trust at the workplace, then okay, send it to them and let them look over it. But otherwise, I would recommend someone in your family or a friend. A neutral person who doesn't know the person can read it and make sure that you don't have anything in writing that is you know, outside of the character that you are supposed to exhibit at work and make sure everything is spelled correctly too. There's nothing worse than being angry and having misspelled words. You just are not taken seriously. So definitely do those things and that can help you remain feminine in the workplace when you are in a conflict, but always try to resolve it in a calm manner, get mediation for someone else to come in between and resolve it, and then always follow up with an email detailing what happened in that situation so that you have a written record of what happened. Being feminine a lot of times comes with this sort of, um, I'm gonna wait until the right moment attitude. Like you're not always going, again, the timing, you're not always gonna just react. Sometimes you have to wait until the perfect opportunity and do things in a different way than everyone else to get real results. And the last area we'll talk about in terms of being feminine in conflict is with customer service. Now, I had a really, really bad situation happen to me today, which I believe was the devil trying to make me so mad that I would not film this video because this video will help so many of you, will free so many of you. And it's important to remember that we live in a spiritual world. There are demons. There's the devil trying to always mess up your life, get you broken up with, have you lose your job, have you lose your cool, have you get into a car accident because you're not paying attention, just ruin you, you know? And so it's important that you stay on track, that you know what's happening, that you stay focused. So Customer service is one of the ways that a lot of us get out of our feminine nature because, again, we are upset. You know, sometimes you can be so upset that you start shaking. Like, that's how angry you are. Whatever the situation is, is really upsetting you. And I will tell you about what happened to me today, but I want to go through some things that you can do to help you in the issues of customer service. Again, like I talked about in the original video, we want to focus on our tone, our timing, and our technique, whether it's in the workplace, relationships, customer service. The tone of voice matters. When you are dealing with customer service on the phone or in person, they are aware that you are bothered by something. And so they're already gonna come in with this attitude of, okay, I wanna solve her problem, but I hope she's not crazy. I hope she's not a mean person. Cause there are people too, and they have to deal with angry people all day long. So coming in with a tone that says, I am upset and I'm serious about this, but I realize that you, the person I'm talking to are not the actual problem. And I hope that you can help me with this. So starting off with that, like, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with this issue. I'm really frustrated and I'm really hoping that you can help me with this and use a tone of voice that is pleasant, that is calm and that is civil. 
when people are on the phone, they don't know what you look like. They have no idea who they're speaking to. So your voice, your tone can make them even think that you're someone, you know, more important, not more important because you're important. But if you're someone who is 15 years old (laughs) and you're calling, you know, uh, Sheehan or nasty gal about your order and you're upset about it, they may think that you're 25. They may think that you're 40 because of how eloquent you are when you speak and they'll take you more seriously than talking to a teenager. So, you know, just the way you speak can help. And if you're in person, if you have a tone that says, I am ready to fight, they're probably not going to want to help you because a lot of times they can do a lot more than they do for people when they really like you, when they actually want to help you. And when you're a feminine woman, people normally do want to help you. They want to see you happy. They see that you're pleasant, that you're kind, and they want to do what they can to assist you. So not yelling at them, not cursing at them, not insulting them and telling them that they're stupid or they don't understand English or whatever it is that you want to say because you're upset, not doing that, but really treating them with respect. You also want to have a clear description of what you want. When you're upset with a person at Target because, you know, you bought something and it was ruined and now you want to return it and you're so mad, what do you want? Do you want a new one? Do you want your money back? But don't just come with problems. Don't just spill out what you're upset about. Tell them what you want clearly so that they know how to actually help you. And I know this is hard when you're upset. You want to vent. You want to just get out all the frustration because you're mad. But that's not going to help you get results. And sometimes with this, you have to repeat it over and over again because they don't get it the first time. So it's important to know that you can repeat, have repetition, say it over and over again until they get it. I just want to know where my package is and when I can expect to receive it. That's all you keep saying. Okay, I understand that. But what I want to know is where my package is and when I will receive it. And you keep repeating it over and over in the same calm tone until they do it. Okay, so just remembering, detail what you want and keep repeating it until it's done. If you're someone who has a language barrier, then if you are dealing with customer service in any capacity, then try to have someone with you that can speak for you, someone who speaks the language in a clear way. Because sometimes the language barrier that you have is what's causing the frustration. They cannot understand you or you cannot get out what you want because you don't have the language. That's valid, but it's also frustrating when you're upset. So you want to have someone, whether it's your child or a neighbor or someone who can speak for you instead of you battling with that language barrier when you're already upset. I had a situation today that really, really upset me and I almost did not film because of the situation. But I ordered something from a company. I was really looking forward to it and they never sent me a shipping confirmation. So it shipped out, it's been like five days, and I'm like, where's my package? I go online, I go and I look in my order history and I see that it's been shipped. So it's been five, six days now, and I'm tracking it in FedEx, it's FedEx. FedEx is saying, 
that the package is delayed. It's going to be there tomorrow. And the next day, it's delayed. It's going to be there tomorrow. And I'm like, what is happening with this package? It's been like nine days. And this was a two-day shipping order. So I call FedEx and they said, oh, well, this and this and this and that. Don't worry. It'll be delivered tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow is today. Today, I call FedEx and I say, is it indeed going to be delivered today? They said, oh, no, it will not be delivered today. It's being held at this location. Why is it being held there? Why wasn't I contacted? Why didn't you tell me it was being held at a location? Oh, we're sorry. Our system, blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay, I'm going to go pick it up. I go there to pick up the package. I get there and they tell me the package has been sent back. So you mean to tell me I got no shipping confirmation from the company. It is nine days late and it keeps saying online that it's just delayed. I'm told that it'll be delivered today. It's not delivered. I'm told to go pick it up and it's not there. Then the heavy hitter. I contact the original company because they're sending it back, right? And they tell me that this product is now out of stock. Can you imagine the anger that I feel? Can you imagine how upset I was with this whole situation where none of this was my fault? I had to remain feminine, classy, eloquent, well-mannered in all of this. And yes, it is being resolved, but it's still very frustrating. And in these situations, you're going to be tested and tried. I, I believe that I was going through this today so that this video would not be filmed. I would be so upset because I was livid today. I will tell you, I was livid. I almost didn't film, but I wasn't going to let that stop me from doing what I needed to do. And that's important for you to remember that no matter what you're doing in that moment, you need to remember that these these issues, yes, they're important, but if it's not life or death, try to continue. Move on with your day. Move on with life. Don't let things hold you down to the point where it stops you from being successful with whatever it is that you're doing. And be open to apologizing. If you are in the wrong in any of these situations, or if someone says something that, you know what, like, you're right, maybe, maybe they have a point then apologize. Be willing and open to accept that you're not always right. And even in being right, sometimes you can be wrong with the way you said it or the way you went about it. And be open to apologizing. Even on the phone with a customer service person, I said, look, sir, I know you are just doing your job. You telling me that you're sorry does not help because it doesn't solve my issue. But I know that you're doing your job. It's not your fault. And I thank you for that. Learning how to have empathy, even in the situations where you're wrong, can be helpful because that person was actually really helpful on the other end when the company investigated what was going on. But if I had been belligerent, if I had been so ugly to everyone who helped me, they would not be going out of their way to get it resolved for me. And in the case of relationships, remembering not to allow the sun to go down on your anger. That is something that God tells us when you're dating, when you're married, you're responsible for trying to figure out that situation before the day ends. Don't carry anger with you because anger is poison. Conflicts are poison. They lead to the devil having a way in. You open up a crack in your marriage for something to split you apart. You don't want to even give 
one day more than necessary. Life is short. You don't know when a person will no longer be there. Yes, conflicts are hard and they're frustrating in the moment, but in the grand scheme of things, it's just an issue. It's just an issue that people have because we are people and we do things to one another and we resolve it and we move forward. But don't allow the sun to go down on your anger. Try to resolve it as soon as you can. And realize that it's not every conflict that you need to be a participant in. You don't need to attend every argument you're invited to. And this is something that needs to be practiced. You need to learn how to say, you know what, I'm gonna let that go. I'm gonna let that go. I'm not gonna even address that. And you don't need to say that out loud. You don't need to say, you know what, I'm gonna let that go. Don't say it, just say it in your head. I'm gonna let that go. I'm gonna let that that fly. I'm gonna let it slide. If you're always addressing every single issue, then people don't take you seriously because it looks like you just have an issue with everything. You're overly sensitive, right? And femininity is all about honoring your feelings, how you feel. That's why in the last video when we talk about when you're having a conversation with your significant other, you're focusing on yourself. I feel like this. This is how I feel. You're focusing on your feelings. But if you're always feeling this and feeling this and feeling that, then it starts to not have as much significance or power in the conversation because it looks like maybe you need to stop feeling all this stuff and you know start getting some thicker skin. That's how people are going to see it. So choosing what do I need to address and what can I just let go of? You also sometimes need to evaluate whether or not it's you or it's them. Because you may start to find a pattern with certain people and realize that, you know, it doesn't matter how I say it, it doesn't matter how it's being done, this person doesn't respect me. This person has a personality disorder. Maybe they have, you know, narcissism or something like that. There's something more than just my issue here. Maybe there's an underlying issue that's deeper than the issue at hand. And that's the real issue behind all of these little issues. Maybe the issue is with you and you need to go to therapy and you need to get some skills on how to deal with this issue or how to deal with other people when this issue comes up. But there does need to be a time of reflection where you're able to look at your life and look at the patterns in your conflicts. How often are you having conflicts? Are you having them with only a certain person? What can you do to sort of bring that down so that you don't have that and you have peace in your life your life should be peaceful even when conflicts arise it shouldn't feel like a threat to yourself it should just feel like an issue that needs to be resolved and if it's starting to feel like a threat each time then there may be something that you need to address personally but as a feminine woman my love i want you to be strong in your sense of self to know that you are worth standing up for yourself in all situations, but that you are kind and gentle, compassionate and loving enough to be open for conversation, to be open from hearing about maybe something that you didn't do well or right, and open to change. I know that you can handle conflict in a way that represents you 
as a classy woman represents your family, represents your husband, represents the God that you serve in a positive way by your behavior. Well, ladies, I hope that this information was helpful to you and just reminding you of ways that you can choose to behave in a feminine and graceful way, even when you're under a lot of pressure, you feel like the other person doesn't care as much as you do, you feel like you know, this is something that is beyond you. I pray that the Lord God just touches you and removes all of the anger and the pain and the hurt from your spirit, from your soul, and allows you to be wrapped up in his love, that he gives you the strength and the courage that you need to behave in a way that is appropriate, that is proper, that is feminine, and that is worthy of the calling that God has given you as his daughter. I love you so much. And if you've made mistakes in the past, just know you're forgiven, but God does want you to change it up, change your ways, do better because a lot is expected of you and you are able to do so much more than you're doing now. It's challenging. It's frustrating. It's difficult, but it is possible with God to be able to master your emotions and behave in a way that's pleasing to him and that will help bring glory to him through your behaviors. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Michelle Daff and at the Dr. Daff Show. And until next time, remember that in all things you do, make a feminine impression. Bye-bye.